0: It's time for Let's Make Kids Books, where you'll learn how to easily create, publish, and sell your own children's books today. Whether you're just getting started or want to increase book sales and attract more readers and fans, you're in the right place. And now your host, children's book author and founder of Let's Make Kids Books Blackwell. Hey everybody, Bo Blackwell here. I want to welcome you to the show and thank you for joining me. Today I want to talk to you about uh, getting your children's books printed using Amazon's CreateSpace print-on-demand uh, program that they have. This is what I've been using for my children's books. Um, I started out you know, publishing them on Kindle and decided pretty quickly that I wanted to get into offering print versions as well because... You know, a lot of the audience uh, out there for children's books really wants to have physical books in hand that they can read with their kids. You know, that really seems to still be kind of the preferred medium for a lot of customers for children's books. So I wanted to make sure I had those available. And in looking around, um, I ended up choosing CreateSpace for a number of reasons that I'll talk about today. Um, But it does have a few drawbacks as well. So I'm going to get into um, the pros and cons of using it, Uh, how you need to go about approaching it, what you need to do differently from just publishing your books digitally on Kindle, and answer a lot of questions that come up around how to do the CreateSpace print-on-demand stuff. So hopefully that's useful for you, and uh, let's jump right into it. So, when I was trying to decide uh, which route to go, I was looking at some of the different options out there, and the reasons that I ended up using CreateSpace Um, were mostly that it made it really easy to have a print version of the book. I didn't have to pay any upfront costs to uh, get my books published and out there. Uh, I don't have to stock any of them in inventory. They're just available for people to order on Amazon, which if people are buying online, that's very likely where they're going to be buying them anyway. And then Amazon handles all of the fulfillment and shipping and all that good stuff. So it was a really seamless, easy process. Um, They automatically add it to your existing book page, which is great, um, so that somebody can see you've got the Kindle version and you've got the print version available. And an interesting thing that they do that not a lot of people know about, but which is a really nice advantage, is that then with your Kindle book, when they say, like Amazon always does, you you get this discount and you save this much, they're showing the discount for the Kindle book off of the price of the print book. So if your print book is $7.99 or $9.99 and your Kindle book is only $0.99 or $2.99, that's going to be showing that people are saving $7 or $9 or whatever it might be. And that's really compelling to customers. So that's kind of a nice little perk for using CreateSpace um, because Amazon is, is kind of doing that Sort of tricky little thing with the pricing, but it, it makes sense. I mean, if someone's buying it on Kindle, they are saving that money off of what they would pay if they bought it, you know, at a bookstore, for example. Um, and like I mentioned, you know, print version, print books are still really the preferred medium for a lot of customers. So, you know, it fills out your product page to have it. There's no kind of hassle of Amazon having to discover your print book somewhere else and get it into their catalog and You know, figure out pricing and fulfillment and all that kind of stuff. So those were the main reasons that I did it. Um, It's actually, all things considered, a pretty easy process. It's not really any more difficult than doing a Kindle book, especially once you've got the Kindle book done and you kind of have the files to work with and that sort of thing. There are a few things that you need to do differently, which I'll go into in a little bit. But um, all in all, it's a pretty straightforward process of getting your book out there for print. So, those are some of the pros and some of why I decided to do that. There are a few cons, and depending on you know, what your goals are with self-publishing your book or where you want to have it available or how you want to sell it, um, there may be some reasons not to go with CreateSpace. So, uh, a few of those reasons are, for one thing, you don't have total control over the pricing. Um, and I'll talk about this more later, but basically, since Amazon is doing the printing and fulfillment and that sort of thing they kind of set a base price that you can sell it at, and you can price above that and and make the difference, but you don't get to decide, you know, I'm going to sell it, for example, at a loss or something like that if you were just trying to generate readers. You probably wouldn't want to do that anyway, but um, then Amazon goes in and they change their prices a little bit as well. Like, they always want to have the cheapest price. So it's really... Uh, a little difficult to get a very specific price for your book dialed in, Amazon will kind of adjust it and make some changes. So if you want to say, you know, my book is always $9.99 no matter what, that's going to be pretty difficult to do um, with CreateSpace, uh, although there are some things that you can do to try to get it around the range that you want. The second one, and, and this may be a big one for a lot of people, this was not a big issue for me, um, is that your options for like paper quality and layout sizes, formats, things like that, um, they're more limited than with some other self-publishing print companies. So some children's book creators want to have their books on really, really high-quality paper, um, You know, like a traditionally published children's book might be. Uh, But CreateSpace was really intended mostly for people who are putting out novels or nonfiction books or that kind of thing. So different paper quality isn't an option that you have there. You kind of get matte paper, and personally I think it's fine. I've never had a customer complain or anyone say that it, it wasn't up to snuff for them. But if you're a children's book creator who is really, really invested in um, you know, the quality of paper and that sort of thing, then that might be an issue for you. Similarly, they only have a certain number of layout options available for you to choose from. So I go with a square layout, um, and it works well for me and it works well for the art that I like to use. So that's not a problem. But, you know, for example, they don't have a lot of landscape layout options, and that's a pretty popular format for children's books. So, um, depending on, you know, if you have a real clear picture in mind of what you want the layout and size of your book to be, that may end up being an issue for you. Um, So similarly, the hardcover is not available in CreateSpace. You can only print in paperback. And for some children's authors, that's a deal breaker, and they end up going somewhere else because they really want their book in hardback. For me, the benefits of the ease of doing it and how quickly I'm able to get a book published and out there and not have to carry any inventory, uh, that really outweighs the, the drawbacks. But you know, if you're someone who is really kind of putting out a book more as an artistic piece and you want everything to be exactly perfect, then CreateSpace may not be the best option for you. So now that we've talked about the pros and cons, let's go into what's different from publishing your book for Kindle or for iBooks or or the digital publishing. So the main difference is that going into it, you really need to think about things that are specific to the physical printing process. So these are things like trim size uh, and book dimensions, which is when they are printing a print book, they actually print it slightly larger and then cut off the edges of the pages to make it an exact size. So your images are actually going to need to go a little bit beyond the edges of the page and so you want to make sure that where it's going to cut off is not going to mess with your art or cause any issues. Um, So that's something that you need to think about when you're going into it and and how you want your book laid out is taking into account uh, them cutting off the edge of the pages or do you need to make your images fit in the middle of the pages and things like that. So we'll talk about that more in a little bit. But that's something that you don't really have to deal with on Kindle because it automatically resizes. Another thing that's different from Kindle is that the uh, sort of layout process and and proofing process is what they call what you see is what you get, which is actually really nice in my opinion. Um, One thing that's kind of frustrating and difficult with eBooks is that People are reading them on all kinds of different devices, so images get resized, and text gets wrapped around onto different pages, and trying to design for every type of e-reader out there is really almost impossible and can be a serious exercise in frustration, whereas with print, you create your book file once, and you get it looking exactly like you want, You know, images will stay where you put them and text will be exactly the right font and size and, you know, be aligned with your images how you want them, all that kind of stuff. So that's actually really nice and I've enjoyed that knowing that when I submit my file there, it's going to come out looking exactly like I thought it was going to look. Another unique thing for printing is that compared to Kindle, your images need to be a higher resolution because when they're printed, uh, if you don't have them in a really high resolution they're going to come out looking grainy. So for Kindle or for other e-reader devices they can be um, a much lower resolution, more like images that you would see on the internet or that kind of thing. With printing, and this is something that you would need to communicate to your illustrator in advance or make sure that you know if you're doing hand-drawn or hand-illustrated work and you're going to be scanning it in, that you scan it in at 300 dots per inch. So let your illustrator know, or when you're doing it yourself, make sure that you have your image resolution set to 300 dots per inch, because that's what's required for CreateSpace for publishing your book. And then a final thing that's different than Kindle, which is you know completely different from all the art and layout stuff, is that in most cases you're gonna make less per book Uh, than you would on Kindle because of Amazon's fulfillment costs. But really, it all depends on where you set the price. So you can take that into account, and like I said, Amazon is going to give you a minimum price that you can use, but then you get to decide ultimately what the end price is, and Amazon will pay you your commission based on that difference. So just be aware of that going in that, you know, even if you're selling your Kindle book for $2.99 and your print book for $9.99, you actually may end up making more on the Kindle book because Amazon's fulfillment costs are almost zero for that. So a question that comes up a lot for people when they're trying to decide um, whether to do the print on demand or whether to go with a, a kind of a self-publishing house where they'll print a bunch of books for you up front and then you have an inventory is how much it costs. And that's obviously one huge benefit to using CreateSpace is that there's no upfront cost to make your book. You can jump in there, you can actually use the same account that you use for your Kindle publishing and even just for your uh, Amazon customer account and just get started making your book. So Amazon builds all of their costs and their fees into the minimum price that you can sell your book for. So it's really nice because, you know, you don't have to worry about having an outlay of several hundred dollars that you then have to sell a bunch of copies to make up for or that you've got a garage full of your books in boxes, that kind of thing. Uh, You can just say, you know, I'm only going to make $2 a book or $4 a book or whatever it may be, but Amazon deals with all the hassles, you know, returns, all that kind of stuff. Another thing that people want to know is, you know, if Amazon's, Setting the minimum price. Uh, what should I charge for my book? And that was something that I kind of struggled with, and I'm still experimenting with pricing on because pricing is always one of the toughest things for people, and especially for you know artists like writers or illustrators or that kind of thing. Is what's a fair price, and what will the market bear, and that kind of thing. So, you know, I think a few factors can go into deciding what price you're going to set. And those are things like how long your book is, um, how much artwork you have in it, you know, how thoroughly illustrated it is, and that kind of thing. Um, and then, really, how many copies you want to sell. I mean, obviously, you're probably going to sell a lot more copies if you're pricing your book at $7 or $10 than if you have a children's book that you're trying to sell for $15. Especially being in paperback like it is on CreateSpace. Um, if you had a paperback version and a hardcover, you could definitely set a you know, a pretty significant difference in price between the two, but we're only dealing with paperback, so you know, you've got to take into account what are other books in your marketplace selling for. If you're a relatively new and unknown author, you may want to make your prices a little bit lower at the beginning to try to get some more readers on board, and then you can bump your prices up once you're better known. Um, obviously you can also get copies of your book and if you took them somewhere to like an art fair or, you know, a children's book fair or something like that and you were selling copies there, then you can sell them for whatever price you want. No one has to know that on Amazon they're available for $7. You could take them and sell them for $10 or $15 or whatever you think people would be willing to pay for them. So, you know, I would personally recommend, and this has kind of been my, um, approach to it is that since I'm an indie author and I want to get people to know me and get people to check out my book and give it a chance, and especially since I have a bunch of different titles out, so if they like one, they're more likely to buy more, um, I tend to set my prices pretty low. I'm definitely not making as much on my Kindle book, or on my print books as I am on my Kindle books. So that's something that uh, you'll have to make that decision for yourself. Now let's kind of jump into talking about actually getting your books done and and out there on CreateSpace. So um, as far as tools go for getting your book formatted and up there correctly, um, if you're on Mac like I am, the best program I've found to do it is Mac's Pages program. I find it easier to use than Word and that when you are doing things like lining up images and getting text lined up and all that kind of stuff, um, what it outputs seems to be a lot simpler and everything just kind of works. <laughs> I don't have to go back and push things around and you know add spaces or anything like that. Um, nine times out of 10, I just create my file in Pages and upload it to the Create Space platform and it looks right the first time, which is great. On PC, obviously, you don't have access to pages, which is too bad <laughs> um, You can use Word, though, and you know you may need to do more tweaking. Um, I've certainly found it to be a little bit more of a challenge to get up everything lined up and displaying correctly, but um, you certainly can do it. It's probably just gonna be another hour or two worth of work to go through and you know, make sure you've got everything looking like you want. So those are the main things really are just the word word processing uh, tools that you're going to need to actually set up your book file. Um, If you're going to be doing things like resizing your own cover or that kind of thing, obviously you're going to need image editors, whether it's Photoshop or GIMP or some of the other programs that are out there. Really, though, I would recommend having your illustrator or graphic designer do the cover stuff because uh, it needs to be very, very exact to make sure that your cover is going to look like you want on the CreateSpace platform. Um, as far as like interior files for your book and that sort of thing, since you're going to be working with existing files they've given you, and hopefully they've given you those files in the correct resolution already, the 300 dpi, then you can pretty easily do the resizing yourself to actually go and insert it into the book. If you are concerned about the formatting stuff though, there are certainly a lot of experts out there that are formatting people and are used to working in Create Space and you know, in these platforms. And you could always hire one of them to, to do the work for you. But if you're trying to save money and you're trying to you know bootstrap it and do it yourself, then the cover is the only graphic part of it that I've found to be a little bit challenging. So as far as preparing it for print, um, you're going to want to start by setting up your document file. So, you know, in Word or in Pages or whatever application you're using, you want to make sure that you go into the uh, document format and set the book size dimensions for what you want. So I'll put a link in the show notes to the available sizes that CreateSpace has so that you can go into it and um, design them to their specifications right off the bat so that there are no formatting issues or that kind of thing. Personally, I like to use a format they have that is 8.5 by 8.5 inches. It's a nice-looking square size. It is big enough that it's easy for kids to hold and to read and that kind of thing. Um, they don't really have anything much bigger than that, so that's kind of as large as you can go. Um, but you can go in and you want to set your file dimensions to the right sizes so that when you go and upload it, Amazon will know right off the bat which uh, which book format you're going to go for and that kind of thing. Uh, one important thing to note is that books to be printed on CreateSpace need to be at least 24 pages. And that includes You know, title page, dedication, any kind of back matter that you have, like an about the author page, um, and then obviously all of your interior pages. So my books are pretty short. They're typically between 10 and 12 illustrations plus the text. And so at first I was a little concerned that I wasn't going to be able to do this, but what I ended up doing that has worked really well, and I think it, it looks nice and makes it easy to read, is that... I now put the text in a pretty large font on one page and the image on the facing page. So that helps me make my books you know, more than 24 pages. They end up being around 26 or so typically. And so they're long enough to be printed. Um, if you have books where your, your text is inside the illustration itself, um, you may need to either get <laughs> get more illustrations or uh, do what I've done and kind of remove the text out of the illustrations and, and put it on the facing page just so you can reach that 24-page minimum. Uh, you're also going to need to decide when you're setting up your book file whether you want the images to fill the whole page or whether you want to have white space around the outside. And the reason this is important is if you want them to fill the whole page, you're going to need to actually make them go a little bit beyond the edge of the page, uh, at least a quarter inch, to account for for the trim that I talked about earlier, where they actually physically trim the edges off. Um, when you're going in and setting up your book, you can decide whether you want to have it at what's called full bleed, where the, the images bleed all the way to the edge of the page, or whether there's going to be margins around it and have that white space around it. Um, the the math can be kind of confusing, but Amazon has some guidelines on it. And the nice thing is that they have a team of human reviewers who will look at your book and look for any formatting issues you may run into. And they'll come back to you and say, hey, you need to fix this because this is going to cause problems or, you know, it's not, um, it doesn't extend off the page far enough to account for the trim. So please go back and do that. So, um... When I've done this, and there have been a few times that I've accidentally submitted my cover as slightly the wrong size, or the text on the cover is too close to the edge, and so they're concerned that it's gonna get cut off, Um, they've either come back to me and said, you need to fix this, and here's exactly what you need to do, or they've actually just taken my book file and fixed it for me, which is really nice and very handy. So um, I've found the CreateSpace people to be super helpful, Uh, They've answered my questions about this stuff. And so, you know, don't get too worried about it being an insurmountable problem. Um, They are quite helpful and very knowledgeable, so that's great. Um, I'm actually going to link to one of my sample covers in the show notes so you can see what the cover should look like because you're actually going to have your illustrator design the cover to wrap all the way around the back of the book as well which is obviously different from Kindle where you're just doing a front cover and you don't have to worry about that. So the dimensions can be a little tricky to figure out when you're taking into account the spine of the book and that kind of thing. And again, Amazon has all of the math laid out, um, but one thing I wanted to do to make it easy is that if you're going to use an 8.5 by an 8.5 inch book like I've been doing, um, I'll just provide you with one of my covers that I used so that you can see exactly uh, what dimensions it needs to be. So exactly how many pixels and then you could just give that to your illustrator and say hey I need, I need a cover done in exactly these dimensions. Um, that's assuming that they're about the same length. If your book is a little bit longer than mine you may need to adjust by a few millimeters but it's gonna be a pretty small difference. So once you've got your book file and and your cover uploaded and everything's good there, then you need to decide on a few options about your book. So you're going to be thinking about things like do you want your cover to be printed glossy or do you want it to be matte and kind of just a flat finish that that isn't shiny at all. Um, That's one of the the differences that they give you that you can choose from. Um, As I mentioned earlier, hardback's not an option, so you're you're going to be doing paperback. Um, There are the different... Cover sizes, which I mentioned, and so you actually will have to select that. Obviously, you're going to be designing your book with a specific size in mind to begin with, so that shouldn't be an issue. And then uh, choosing distribution channels, which is one thing that we're going to talk about in a minute because it's kind of a a gray area, and I want to make sure that I explain it in depth so you can decide whether that's right for you. So then, once you submit your book, uh, it's going to go off to review for Amazon. And if they see anything right off the bat, like they have an automated checker that will kind of look at it and see if they spot anything right off the bat that would be a problem, um, that'll come back and give you errors if it sees an issue and then you can fix it. Otherwise, it's going to go off to an actual human to review it. And that process usually takes anywhere from three to five business days. Um, sometimes it's shorter and you know sometimes they're really, really quick, which is great. Uh, but they'll come back to you and, and you'll get an email, and it will either say, okay, we didn't find any issues, so your book is ready to, ready for you to review a proof of it and give us the okay to start printing it, or they'll come back and say, hey, we noticed some things, you know, you need to make these adjustments, or um, there's, there's something that isn't quite right here. So once you get that email saying, okay, you're ready to proof your book, then there are two ways that you can do it. They have an online digital proofing tool where it takes your book file and your cover and everything and and it basically shows you what your book is going to look like. Um, A lot of people are kind of freaked out by this idea of trusting that that the online version is going to look right, and I was too. So the first time I did a book, I ended up getting a print copy done and... Uh, That one is uh, a much longer process before you can get the proof. Um, I'm not sure why, but they don't print it and ship it as quickly as they do if you just order a book from from them that's already existing. So it can take up to a week to two weeks to get your proof copy in the mail. You have to pay for the shipping. Um, And then I made the mistake the first time around of not using the digital proofing tool at all And when I got my printed copy, I discovered that the cover wasn't right at all. And so I ended up having to go back and and kind of do the whole thing over again. What I discovered in doing that was that the digital proofing tool is just as good as a print version. Um, Ever since then, I've used the digital proofing tool for everything and i've never had a problem i've done five books up to this point and every one of them comes out looking exactly like they show it looking on the digital proofing tool so if you are are really really kind of (laughs) i don't want to say paranoid because it sounds like you know it's not a valid concern and it is but really their digital proofing tool is very solid it points out any potential errors um it's again it's a what you see is what you get kind of thing so the nice thing about that is you can jump into it, go through your book, make sure it looks good, and you say, okay, I approve it, and then your book will be up for sale on Amazon, uh, typically, again, in about three to five business days. And you don't really get a notice or anything that it's live on Amazon, so you kinda have to go and just check your book page, and you'll see, start seeing it available for uh, the paperback. So um, the whole process, takes about a week to maybe two weeks uh, depending on if you have to go back and fix things and if there are any kind of delays in in them approving your book or you getting back to them or that sort of thing. But if you're quick and you you turn around proofs quickly and you kind of get your file right the first time, um, typically the whole process takes less than a week for me now to get my book up and live for sale on Amazon. So the final thing I want to talk about is this issue of expanded distribution, um, which is something that's actually come up in some discussions I've been involved in lately. And it's something that I've thought a lot about myself and have done different things on it. And so I wanted to talk about it with you um, because I think it's, it's an important question and it can impact things like your pricing and stuff like that. So basically what expanded distribution is, is that Amazon will, outside of just being for sale on Amazon, It will also make your book available for sale in bookstores, in libraries, um, on a CreateSpace store that they have, which I don't really see the benefit in that, but um, I guess if you don't have your own website and you want to kind of have a storefront presence, you can use theirs. Um, But really, the main thing that I think most people would be interested in are bookstores and libraries. So... That sounds awesome, and originally I thought, well, yeah, obviously you want to be for sale in bookstores and libraries. The downside to that is that if you choose that option, your minimum book price jumps up pretty significantly. So for my books, uh, they went from you know, a minimum price I could sell them at of a little over $6 all the way up to a little over $9. For books as short as mine, that it's getting pretty expensive to ask people to pay in my opinion um you know you may feel differently but i was concerned that you know even if i price my book at 10 dollars i'm making less than a dollar per book and asking people to pay 10 bucks which is pretty expensive so as soon as you turn expanded distribution off the price drops back down so um when i was talking earlier about not having total control over pricing that that's one area where you do have a pretty significant amount of control is, you know, adding that extra extra 50% of cost onto the book. So in talking with a few of my friends that are self-published authors um, and, and really thinking about what my goals were, you know, I started to realize the issue with with having expanded distribution on is that even though your books are available for sale in bookstores and things like that, it's not like they're actually going to just start carrying them. Uh, they basically are available where if a customer comes in or calls a bookstore and asks for it, then the bookstore can order a copy from Amazon. It's printed on demand, just like if a customer bought it directly from Amazon, you know, shipped to the bookstore, all that kind of stuff. Um, and the more I thought about it, the more I kind of realized, you know, that the odds of selling a lot of books that way seem much smaller than if I was just. Making them available at a lower price on Amazon and people could get them printed and shipped directly to them rather than going through the middleman of, of the bookstore or the library. So for me, I am currently not using expanded distribution. Um, you know, I feel like, especially as a, an author who is pretty early on in the game and is an independent author, um, the potential sales that could come from those other channels. Uh, is outweighed by making more sales of books directly to the people that I'm already marketing to anyway. So obviously you're going to need to make that choice, and depending on what your goals are, if you're doing a lot of book fairs or readings in stores or that kind of thing, and, and you feel like there's the opportunity that you may get a lot of orders from libraries or bookstores, it can definitely be worth it. If you are planning to do more of your selling direct to consumer, and you know you're kind of building up your own fan base and not relying on those third parties, then I'd probably recommend uh, turning off expanded distribution at least early on, and until you you know get a following, and then you can do it, and your price will go up, and people will probably pay it anyway because you're a better known author. So that's pretty much it for publishing on CreateSpace. It's actually a pretty simple process. Especially if you've gone through uh, the Kindle publishing process already, the main differences, like I said are are how you handle the book format and the artwork, especially the cover, which has been the biggest pain for me, and that's why I wanted to give you uh, a you know a copy of the cover that I've been using so that you can just take it and not have to deal with figuring out all the math around that. So uh, I hope this episode was helpful. Um, you know Create space is something that has been great for me. In fact, there are some months where my print books actually outsell my Kindle books, which is really cool, and you know, I love knowing that my books are getting out there in the world and in people's hands. So even though it's a little bit of extra work, I certainly recommend going through the process of getting your book up on CreateSpace so that people can start buying the print versions. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon. Hi, Bo here. I just wanted to say thanks again for listening to the show. If you're enjoying it and finding it useful, please do me a quick favor and subscribe on iTunes or leave a review by going to letsmakekidsbooks.com iTunes or just share it with your author friends. To make sure you don't miss anything, including future episodes of the show, visit letsmakekidsbooks.com slash subscribe and enter your email to get all of my blog and podcast updates, as well as my free guide to finding a fantastic, inexpensive illustrator for your next book. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon.